Good morning and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, the CEO and founder of MOI, and I'm here today joined by the delightful Jess Pollard from our team. Yay! Hi everyone, it is great to be back on the podcast. I'm certainly starting to feel like a regular, uh, getting more comfy in the podcast seat, which is nice. Love having you on it too. I love your views. They're really cool. (laughs) Well, it was funny this week, uh, Rhonda came into the office and she's like, Jess, You've got to watch The Social Dilemma. Yeah. Uh, it's a new <laughs> Netflix So I'm not set on my own. <laughs> and she said, but make sure, you know, you're ready. It's quite, it'll certainly call into question a range of big questions for you. And, and I watched it last night and uh, it sort of looks at how I guess social media platforms are manipulating global human behavior and what's our responsibility in that as users. And uh, it's also been a week where I think, we've both kind of noticed an above average or what it seems like an above average dose of kind of scary and dystopic things on the news and 2020 has been a bit of a year like that so as pragmatic optimists we decided that this week we want to spend some time talking about what's going on how do we make sense of this and what are i guess some little things we can focus on to try to move things forward with a sense of i guess optimism yeah mm. And not to be overwhelmed, maybe. Yeah. And I mean, I think, yeah, we, you said yesterday, we're like, we're not in charge of world peace. Uh, but fundamentally, we're guessing, like you, we're all trying to be active in building a better society. And I think we need to talk more about how, what's our responsibility as citizens, as yeah. friends, as yeah. daughters, as mothers. How do we step into that role? So, yeah, talk a little bit about that and maybe some things you can do in your own life. I think that's really cool. Mm. Let's do that. So, so how about, how have you been feeling at the moment? It's, it's a really interesting time. And, I, and I, I'm sure I'm not alone. I never feel like I'm the only person with a view. I feel like there's a lot of us feeling like this. At the moment, there's just these massive challenges all over the world. Um, I was on a, a call last night with the US and just the, some of the things they're dealing with at the moment, not, not just about the election, which is on the news all the time, but the racism and what they're doing about that. It's very mm. confronting for people. You know, they're good people and they want to do good things and they're really confronted with this flaw that they don't know how to tackle. So there's huge things like that all around the world. Every country's got them. Uh, and right next to it is fantastic opportunities. And it's almost mm. like, do they go together? Like, and, and I think it is quite overwhelming because you're thinking, I need to help as many people as I possibly can with the huge challenges, but I don't want to also let us miss these great opportunities to do to do better by the planet, to do better by society, to do better by all of us. I think... We don't want to be so blinded with the overwhelming piece that we miss the really good part of it. Yeah, and I think it's easy when things become too overwhelming to just feel like there's absolutely nothing that you can do and that you're powerless. Or you just go, oh, shut down. I just can't deal with it anymore. And I've noticed in myself even behaviors like that where you go, I just can't I can't deal with the news tonight. Or I just, I just can't because it's just there's other things, too many things, too many things. And it's hard to kind of know what to do with that. That's a right kind of amount of personal investment in a sense where you do need to be kind to yourself, but yeah. how do you also try to make positive changes? Yeah. How do you make a difference? I think that's really important. Mm. Any solutions? Well, <laughs> I think there's different things. We can sort of look at it from a really micro level of what each of us can do. And we can also look at it if you've got slightly more power or more opportunity is the right way to look at that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a role, like we've been talking to a lot of um, CEOs and senior leaders in the last couple of weeks, 
And they're pretty overwhelmed too. But there's a role you've got to play when you're a leader. And you've got to understand that your voice and how you use it and the role that you play is absolutely amplified all the time. So if you're totally stressed, you can stress out the whole team, stroke organization pretty easily. Um, If you start being really loud and worried about something, you can make everybody worried about it. And equally, you can be a voice of calm and you can also be a voice when there's no instruction book. So there's not sort of a how to do with global pandemics in 2020 book that we just pull out and know what to do. It's actually, no one knows what to do. And so sometimes when people are really overwhelmed and a lot of people are, I think it's sometimes a leader's job, whether it be a leader of a country, a, a town, a city, a mayor, whatever it happens to be. A leader of a family, even. A leader of a family, a leader of a small team, a leader of... It just what is your voice and how can you use it to be a voice of calm and a voice of, to some degree, optimism? It doesn't have to be naive. It just needs to be a voice of, like, you know, lots of things have happened over the history of time and it's going to be okay. This is ours to deal with. It's interesting, but it's not worse than generations before us or generations after us. This is just ours. So how do we play into that? What's next? And you have to, in the absence of a rule book, find a way forward. I mean, imagine if you'd have written a rule book on leadership through pandemics in 2019. I know. You would be (laughs) at home. (laughs) Because you couldn't be like, you mean the Maldives, but you wouldn't be because you can't get there. What do you notice uh, are characteristics of people who are thriving in terms of leading in this space? I think it's people who have got the right balance, in my opinion, this is just an opinion, I think it's the people who've got the right balance between what am I doing today to keep people connected and Mm -hmm. feeling okay about having a great day, just a day. It doesn't have to be very grand or anything Mm -hmm. else. Are we going to have a bubble tea together? That sort of thing. Uh, really looking at today and then there's also people that saying what out of those big opportunities could we take what could we start to step into for the future so there's still a view that's beyond this bubble and out into um what it could be and i think that's pretty important too so there's mm-hmm. that balance and knowing when to get it right if you're just talking about the future people are exhausted if mm-hmm. you're just talking about today people are overwhelmed it's a constant movement between them and I feel like there's been a fun, or we've had to go through a fundamental shift in our mindset in a way because we've sort of sit in a crisis and we have a 2020 where we've gone from thinking about next year, thinking about on say a personal level, the travels that we're going to do, the adventure that we're going to do. And all of a sudden, so many things have been put to a halt, in particular for say people in Melbourne, yeah. that we've had to totally restructure how we think about things to like, like as you said, what are we doing today? Yeah. What's this weekend for? I remember we were sitting with a leader this week, and it was it, the conversation's gone from growth on growth on growth to just stabilizing through this period and holding people in that space. Yeah. And I think that's a mindset that's easy to think that it's not a big shift, but I think for a lot of people, that's quite a big change to go through. Yeah. And, and not underestimating the people that you can impact every day. I mean, you get out of the train car, however you've got to work, you go and buy yourself a coffee, and in a moment you've got an opportunity to affect the four people in the cafe and make that morning better or worse than it was going to be, depending on how you rock up to that. So it's, it's such a little thing. So true. That happened to me this morning. Right, there you go. I was like, you're the best barista in Sydney. <laughs> he was like, thank you. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? And we had this great conversation. All of a, day, all of a sudden your day is just that bit better and yeah it's been interesting chatting with some people in melbourne because they're saying those are the things they're missing 
that social architecture yeah. where it doesn't need to be really really deep but it's that uh, incidental connection with people where you feel like you're part of a culture part of a place part of this moving growing yeah. being and and the other part of it is how you replay things i think what you amplify and what you replay back over and over is also mm. part of how you impact other people. So mm. we're all watching the news, we're all watching, you know, some person on the border who didn't want to tell their name or had drugs or whatever it happened to be. And we're all going, oh my goodness, that's so mm. big. And we can all talk about those people over and over and over the next day after we've all seen on TV in exactly the same way. Mm. Or we could walk in and talk about something else. Mm. And I think it is about... You know, actually, I saw this really cool thing where people were... I mean, one of the people we work really closely with is Oz Harvest. And so mm. you see what they're doing at the moment. They went from, wow, we have nothing we can do. And now they're out there delivering millions of meals to people. And mm. if you repeat that story and tell people that that's a group that's got hope and giving hope to others, that's a better story than reliving that poor dude on the Queensland border who got arrested, like... Do you subscribe to the Good News? I think it's the Good News Movement or channel on Instagram. <laughs> and it's basically only good news stories. And it's one of those really lovely antidotes. Yeah. To Because I, I saw Martin Seligman speak. And he sort of said, this was, I think, 219. And he was like, What's the cumul- think about the cumulative effect on a young person of watching the news for a week. Yeah. As opposed to watching something that's structured around real good news like real good news so we're not talking fairy tales and things that don't happen but but there's an obvious cumulative impact to um good news like actually hearing good news stories and seeing that we're still moving forward seeing that people are still connecting seeing that people are doing incredible things yeah alongside you know being aware of other things that are going on and i think that's a balance that's hard to find at the moment because yeah in the social dilemma they said there's something like Fake news spreads six times faster. Yeah, I remember than that. real it's, news, it's and it's and it's a hard thing we're up against. In that, I think it's the first time we have to be conscious of, of super conscious of how the media that we're taking in, or the social media, how we're connecting with people. It's in some ways not wired to serve us, but it's sort of like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's a, I guess, how do you use that to, I guess. Get a variety of news sources. Get oh, some good news yeah, in there. Going back to its original intent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you're not using it to scream about politics, you're just literally using it to connect with people around the world and hear what's going mm-hmm. on, and you know, doing see see what they're dealing with at the moment. I think that that can be really positive. It is about what you choose to participate in, how you amplify it, the voice that you use, and if you're a leader, the opportunity to step in and do better for other people create a a safer space or a space that's not Mm. as overwhelming there's certainly some good conversations that can be had like we're feeling it very very much with our friends and family in melbourne is you do need to have a conversation first up is are they okay and then you need to have a conversation about something other than that like it can't just Mm. be about let's go down that rabbit hole and just camp down that ditch because it's a wicked ditch and Mm. so you absolutely need to understand where people are up to but you need to give them something else to talk about as well well, it comes back to something you talk about often, which is relates to ritual to families, to organisations, which is rituals. Yeah. How do we create during this time of change the rituals that kind of anchor us into our community, anchor us into being well, to looking after ourselves? And 
I mean, what are some cool organisational things that you see happening in terms of rituals that are holding people during COVID? I saw a really cute one this week, and it was one where in uh, one of the clients we work with, they're having coffee catch-ups, and they've always mm. been a real thing. They've been like in the office here, and mm. this is what we do. <laughs> and now they're saying, actually, now that we can't do things with people in the office, um, what can we do? And so they've opened up to the whole country, and now they're having coffee catch-ups, and you literally just throw your name in. And you mm-hmm. say, I'd like a coffee catch-up with somebody new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw your name in. And you get randomly allocated someone in the organization. Could be the CEO. Could be your front desk. Could be anybody. Mm-hmm. A tech guy, you know. And um, it gets allocated 20-minute coffee breaks sometime during the week. And you suddenly get it. And and you just talk about whatever you want to talk about. So it's not like, and here is our Zoom agenda. There is five things we must go quickly and efficiently. <laughs> but actually, let's just chat for 20 minutes about the planet. Like, let's go. And I think mm-hmm. that, that that was fun. And it's it's putting back into place those informal uh, fun parts of just hanging out with Mm. other human beings. Yeah, it's so easy to underestimate just how significant a bit of fun, some joy, some lightness can be on improving the day-to-day work experience yeah and and for those of you uh, those of us those of you who are doing better if you're having a great day or you're going really well you're handling everything really well share it Mm -hmm. like that's sort of your day to carry some of the weight for someone else um Mm -hmm. and likewise when you're having a really tough day look for someone like that look for someone who can say hey (laughs) let's go and get a coffee let's go and get a bubble tea let's go and do something else let's talk about something else and i guess one factor that's hard in that is if you're doing all this from home is sometimes the environment can be the thing that shifts the mindset, you know. We move between spaces and spaces reflect certain ways that we think about things. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, you're sitting at home, you're like, oh, man, it's an unproductive day. I'm not getting anything done. What am I doing? And you don't have the opportunity to just, like, all right, go somewhere else to. Or maybe that's the opportunity that you have to create. Like yesterday I was working and I was a bit unproductive, so I went to the park. And all of a sudden, I was like, what a great day. This is amazing. I'm sitting in the park. I'm on a Zoom call. This is the best day. I had a coffee in my hand. And it was just that tiny shift. And while that's a luxury for people in Melbourne, um, that ability to sort of work out what are the little things I can do to make my day a bit better. Yeah. And there's something to be said. I know it's, you know, we talk about this a lot, but there's something to be said about putting the sun on your skin and oh, yes. sitting under a tree, a bit of fresh air. I mean... There's something to be said for that. I, I think that that might be even a lasting change is that a lot of the way that we've built workplaces being locked up and sealed up and air-conditioned up and everything else, I think it will be this move to say that a workplace should have windows that open. A workplace mm. should have a space where you can walk out onto grass. I mean, that's a lot of good workplaces have that already, including mm. we have opening windows, and I think it's super cool. <laughs> we made it. Even when the pub next door plays music. but <laughs> It's actually quite good, but I um, missed that. But... I think it's that. I think it's that space to go and just be outside in a different location. And if it's not working for you, we can't necessarily move somewhere else. I know these things sound so incredibly simple, but -hmm. sometimes when you're completely overwhelmed, it is the little tiny steps that you can take that just move you to a better mindset, including Mm -hmm. a better physical space, um, that can make a huge difference. And then if you've Mm -hmm. got that and you can share it, that's even better. And it's it's like the power of compounding. If you want like yeah. a financial analogy, it's there was the one percent thing every day, and that over time that makes an incredible difference, and other people leverage off that. So there's this huge growing exponential change that can take place if you find those right little one percent things. Um, so here's the tough question: mm-hmm. For someone listening, to take it away, what would be your 
like final tip for trying to stay or find their way through this really uncertain kind of overwhelming time what would be like the one thing that you'd kind of go back to i you know i would say and i it's gonna again sound really really simple um i think it's find someone that you can do something useful for find Mm. someone that you can make a difference for because even if you feel terrible (laughs) very overwhelmed whatever it happens to you just watch that show oh my goodness (laughs) well sounding so destroying but um, if you can find someone else that you can help, that you can make a difference to, that you'll actually pull yourself out of that mood. It feels great to be helpful to other people. Mm. It feels really helpful. And whether it's being really nice to a barista or whether it's giving someone a proper hand or whether it's working with someone in a great way or putting mm. your best foot forward for them or turning up with some energy for them, those things can make a massive difference to how you feel. And I think that mm. would be the thing that I always go to. What do you think? Hmm. I, I'm a big believer in trying to be a little bit conscious about what's in your influence and what's out of your influence. Yep. Um, Because it's really empowering when you realize the amount of things that are in your influence and all of the things you're listing are those sort of things that, oh, I can actually make a small change in that today. I can feel like I'm moving forward because that's something I can do. Um, So I think, yeah, having a little think about what are the things I care about and with those things, what can I actually do to make a change in that? that's positive and sort of a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think. And, and the, the only one I would add to it is if you're in those leadership roles, that this is your moment. Like, more than ever, people need you to step up and do something. Do something for mm. them that mm. makes a difference, that makes the day a little bit better. Mm. And, and I think that it, it can't, it, for any leader right now, that this is you know, the moment that you signed up for, where <laughs> you do have to make a difference to other people and you have to genuinely care about them. And I think that that's not to be forgotten. I think mm. it's really hard. You do have to look after yourself, but at the same time, you need to look after everyone else. Hmm. Well, it seems like probably a good place to end the discussion. Um, I am Jess Poller. I'm Rhonda Brighton Hall. <laughs> uh, we're for Making Work Absolutely Human. Well, uh, if you'd like to get in touch or sign up for our weekly newsletter, um, please get in touch through www.moi.live. Or you can email us at team at live, And we would love to hear from you. And any thoughts are always welcome. Yep. And in the meantime, make a difference to other people. Probably the best thing you can do. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Big more from us. Bye. <laughs>